time of the preacher year of the one 2021 February 3rd and my name is Bob Morrissey oh wow and I bet you you all thought it was Willie Nelson but it's actually just only little old me, Bob Morrissey, with uh, fewer listeners than Willie Nelson. Unbelievably, I am not as good as Willie Nelson, which is tragic and unconscionable. But uh, here we are. Oh, my God. This terrible world. Um, I'm going to read a little story. A little story that I shared. Well, somebody else read it in Grown Up Story Time. It was a Houston thing. Anybody who's been to Houston, anybody who likes Houston culture, anybody who hears uh, people send in stories, little stories, personal stories, you know, like little anecdotes, you know, funny things, you know, a thousand words, a thousand words, write a story, make it funny, have somebody else read it. I had somebody else read it once. Billy Trim read a story that I wrote, and um, I had a lot of stories read at Rudyard's. You know, Rudyard's, what a special place. What a what a great destination. Nationwide, wonderful comedy performance venue. Comedy, music. It's my, my birthplace of Houston comedy is Rudyard's. It's... Yeah, yeah, I got troubled relationships with everything that I touch, but uh, Rudyard's has and and the people who put me on stage and who've 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 helped me share myself at, at, at Rudyard's have um, formed me as a person. Formed me as a person, and whatever that means, whatever that matters, I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, grown up story time. Houston Institution. Anybody who cares about Houston knows about Grown Up Story Time because it's a special, wonderful, imaginative uh, take you out of yourself. Hear somebody else read your story. You send in the story. Somebody else reads the story you wrote. You hear yourself read by someone else. Billy Trim read me. It was the greatest confluence of uh, two voices understanding each other that i experienced and i had like 15 stories read at grown-up story time and it was you know i consider myself a writer only because of that but um here's here's the story mrs kisses mrs kisses who's that no that's my cat mrs kisses i named her that because i love her mrs kisses all right let's start the story Mrs. Kisses. People cannot turn into gamma rays of light and peace, they said. J.D. Riznar said that. He said that sentence on a podcast called Beyond Yacht Rock. Great podcast. I wrote that. I, You know what? I, Bob Morrissey, not Billy Trim, me, Bob Morrissey. I wrote that sentence down while listening to beyond yacht rock i was I, I wrote that down i was drawing my cat and i was writing words and i wrote that down and i wrote my words and i drew my cat more than a year ago i wrote 
down that sentence. People cannot turn into gamma rays of light and peace. No, they can't. Well, I uh, wrote that down. I put some cats next to it. I drew a lot of cats and I called it. Hey, I came up with a great idea. People cannot turn into great. No, no, no. People people cannot turn into gamma rays of light and peace. All right. Well, you know, somebody was talking about that. Hey, maybe I said it. Hey, I didn't exactly uh, portray it as my idea. No, maybe I didn't. Oh, well, no, I sort of did. I put it on Facebook and Instagram and I drew the cat saying it next to a picture of a cat saying it. People cannot turn into gamma rays of light and peace. That's ridiculous. Hey, I put that on Instagram without proper attribution. Hey, that's sort of bad. I know. I stole my cat. I'll say it. Yeah, I did it. Somebody made fun of me for stealing the cat I named Mrs. Kisses. Mrs. Kisses? I named her Mrs. Kisses more than two years ago. This was five years ago. I couldn't take the joke. Hey, I snapped. I was like, hey, Greg and I adopted that cat because her owners were literally on heroin all the time. They were our neighbors. They left the cat outside during severe thunderstorms. They expected everyone else in the complex to feed her. Feed the cat. Oh, yeah, she's so cute. Hey, they let her get bullied and abused by all the feral neighborhood cats. And they were eventually kicked out of the complex for not paying rent. So I was like, hey, that's not their cat. She didn't have a collar. I was like, hey, I wouldn't have stolen Mrs. Kisses under any other conditions. I'm like, I'm not a bad person. (coughs) COVID. Um, Greg and I both decided it was the right thing to do. I just wanted to make that clear. I said that to somebody. I'm not going to name names. I said that to somebody. She knows who she is. Anyway, I think it was the right thing to do. But I'm not sure sometimes. (sighs) We took someone else's cat because we thought we could take better care of her. And now we're broken up. The cat's sad because she lives in an efficiency and there aren't as many windows as there were back in the old place but you know and now i live in a new place without greg and greg's not there and god damn it kisses mrs kisses mrs kisses little kisses she misses being an outdoor cat she misses greg but she loves me and i love her And I clean the box and I give her food. It's not a perfect solution. It's getting better, though. I should get her a thing to scratch on and climb. Can't leave a cat. Can't. No. Hey. Can't. I should get her a thing to scratch on and climb. You know, climb in the apartment. Something to scratch on. Can't leave a cat outside without a collar or a chip. Other people might take her. Are we doing this? That's uh, Mark Marin goes, are we doing this? Uh, what the fuck? With Mark Marin. That's a famous podcast. Um, <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah, that's a famous, famous podcast reference. 
I'm not as good as Mark Marin, and I never will be. But, oh, uh, I don't know who that is, so oh, he could be okay. way better. You're just one of my comedian friends in a uh, snide and shitty echo chamber <laughs> of uh, negative narcissism. Oh. <sighs> Welcome back, Stephanie D. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for uh, laughing. Oh, oh, I need to turn my uh, laptop. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah, my my podcast has been described as snide and shitty. Yeah. Uh, to the but you know what? Opinions are like assholes. Phil Hartman's an asshole. Um <laughs> <laughs> Poor Phil Hartman, though. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. I'll never <laughs> fucking talk to him. Um, boy, why did I ever bring it up? Why did I ever care? It, isn't that awful when, you know, I guess maybe that is that, like, uh, sunk cost fallacy of, uh, you know, the more y- you try to fix something just because you've been trying to fix it for so long, the more important you think that thing is when it was never important at all. I should have just yeah, never oh given a fuck. <laughs> There's a guy out there I wish I'd never met who fucking hates me. I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> it's all there is to it. Um, I don't know what I... What's a strong word though mm. on on both sides? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's but you're like this is a word that feels appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just it's also just the way that he was involved with another person in my life, who, the way that he kind of wormed his way into the relationship with somebody else who yeah. was important to me, who he kept. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it other than through this one story of uh, my childhood when I in when I was five years old. I was, uh, and I feel it's safe for me to talk. I'm not going to talk about this man uh-huh. for. I'm going to try not to talk about this shitty, shitty man who I know is fucking listening. You fucking asshole! <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Um, now he's the only one listening probably uh, it doesn't matter and none of my problems matter it's just you know okay there was a, uh, a I finished that Russell Banks book and then I started reading this other book called How Fascism Works uh-huh. but um, I'm really interested in why people hate each other so much like minded people who can find no unity and when you think you find connection with others you you're just wrong you know, like I've, I've, I hate the feeling of like being wrong about it, about that connection. Yeah. But hey, hey, hey. Uh, what do you I, I think I was, I've asked you this before, but like. So what is that disconnect, though? You know, because it's not just about this guy. It's just about like these connections in general where that you're like, oh, my God, I am. I am actually mm. connecting with you in all these different ways and you think it's something and then they're just like don't yeah. give a shit at all about any of it and it was like Yeah, well people sometimes are not who they say they are. They are not who or what they say they are. Um and this is the I finished reading the Russell Banks book Lost Memory of Skin and there is a little pa- a little sentence that really stuck out uh-huh. toward the end of the book it says we tell stories that proclaim our innocence all of us we tell them to ourselves 
and to anyone no. who will listen. Uh -huh. So I'm always trying to proclaim my innocence and always I'm always my own best advocate. Uh -huh. I want everybody to believe me. Yeah. I, I, I suffer. I'm great. Yeah. I deserve things like love. And I don't know. Maybe I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I was really shitty to this guy. And and I'm telling myself this story that like that I I've I've been hate I've been hated upon. I've oh. been I've been used. He did treat me like a fucking used cum rag the second he was done with me and then oh, he was just gonna fuck boy, yeah. <laughs> and like but yeah. But okay, so what makes you think that you I feel like with certain people may and you might have, but people that are manipulative will make you feel like you were the bad person, you know, like you did the mm. bad thing, but do you actually feel like you did anything other than yes, try I to feel, I feel really like, terrible about like oversharing and over explaining and trying to, to, you know, force a feeling that just, I believe he should have had, which he didn't oversharing have. outside the podcast. Um, well, I mean, I don't feel I. I feel now. I'm feeling bad about oversharing with the podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah, Thanks maybe that's like. But you know what? But no, even before. No, but the. Uh, the I I felt bad about oversharing about my personal problems when it was clear he was not listening, and when it was clear yeah. that like, I just felt like he was the only person who could help me, and he offered to help me. He was like, I was like, oh my god, yeah. I need to talk to somebody about this situation which you know about, which like. You're the only person I can turn to because you know the man that I'm dealing with uh -huh. and, and you have intimate knowledge of him. And, and like you, you you could tell me whether, you know, I'm safe or not, if I want to yeah. put it in the parlance of his shitty self-help language, yeah. um, his shitty snide self-help language of, you know, boundaries. And uh, what did he say? Fucking uh, emotional labor. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> When somebody asks asks you to like open up to them and then yeah. then ignores you and then says that's a lot of emotional labor, yeah. uh, that's that's really shitty. But whatever, I should move on and it doesn't matter. But uh, but that's the part that I feel like he sucks for. But I kept trying to change him. Oh yeah. I kept trying to think that he would have a heart, but oh, yeah. he never did. It's kind of like that situation, like that we talked about last time, where you try to give them so much love and this and that, and yeah. like expect to. It was get smothering. It was yeah, yeah. It was too much, and that was that was abusive. I God, fucking you know, I've I been really abused. Like, I was really abused as yeah. a kid, and yeah, and too. and I fucking hate it when people trot out those terms when when they're being like really fucking cruel yeah like, um but i don't know there was a there was a thing that i wanted to say from my childhood which i had begun talking about and i don't know on my about and this you know it's not the worst experience in the world and this guy is not the worst person in the world he's just he's probably just suffering and he hurts people and doesn't care about like the people he hurts because he's hurting so much yeah but the um, and I don't care that he's promiscuous. I mean, so am I. But uh, <laughs> like, but the uh, um, ugh. I 
when I and this is gonna sound pathetic. I don't. It is pathetic. But like when I was, when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. I used to be really into, uh, stuffed animal, uh-huh. Snoopy. I I had a Snoopy with me all the time, and uh, I used to uh, give Snoopy the the stuffed animal little Eskimo kisses. Yeah. I'd rub my nose against the Snoopy nose constantly so much that uh snoopy broke your heart no snoopy snoopy <laughs> like you know would get covered in snots yeah. and uh and then degraded and uh and kind of the nose fell off from the damage yeah. of me like rubbing my oh. nose against his nose and that too many eskimo kisses from this five-year-old <laughs> and you know sad little five-year-old whose dad's dead yeah i don't know like my mom got involved with this catholic priest who was like i'm the hero i'm gonna take you on vacation once a year and uh, we would drive to Florida with him driving and like five kids in the car at least. And I'd be in the back like talking to Snoopy, not shutting up, giving Snoopy all these Eskimo kisses, just yeah. like obsessively, you know, loving on Snoopy. And Aww. it was really bothering father, the the priest man while yeah. he's driving. And he got really pissed about like me being like annoying with the the doll or the stuffed animal and uh he flipped out and he grabbed the uh, stuffed animal from me and threw it out the car window when we're on the highway and i just screamed as loud as i could it was the most pain i'd ever felt yeah and uh the the the, my beloved cherished it would be like if somebody took my cat mrs kisses and just threw her out the window i know she's annoying (laughs) i know i'm annoying (laughs) but um but then we had to we then i screamed for like 30 straight minutes while he turned around and then found an exit and then went back to the side of the road and we were all stalled and then the whole family had to go and find it on the side of the road and give uh-huh. it back to me but you know i i think but don't find it yeah and i got it back and, but well, you know I, <laughs> but i really don't think my mom should have stayed with this guy after yeah. that i think that would be a deal breaker yeah to most like if you're if you're a mother of a kid who's you know the guy in your life does that to your kid i'd be like uh get the fuck out of my life i'll survive somehow without you yeah but um i mean the second time i felt pain like that i think was when um you know maybe one of was through this guy the the guy who texted me today all these like and who's you know he's talking shit about me on facebook so that's why i'm like you know my retribution is to talk shit about him on my dumb shitty snide podcast (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know like the i can only compare how he treated me to yeah father teeves ripping my fucking snoopy doll out of my hands and throwing it out the window of a moving car maybe that's why you um wanted to connect with him so much you know like you obviously wanted that love from this you know the priest yeah. and then like you're like replaying the you're putting yourself in these situations that are like confirming or yeah. like you know, or i'm trying to exercise the demons yeah of, like, of my uh you know primitive mind the, yeah. the thing that shaped my world yeah and uh and get that like uh, approval like somehow it's like tied with yeah you know um he never did get his approval, especially, you know, towards the yeah. end of his life. So it's like kind of like that, oh, I'm attached to this because I want to fix it and I don't want it to be yeah, what it was. But yeah, the the last thing I think I'll ever hear from this piece of shit guy <laughs> is like, <laughs> yeah, I don't owe you a goddamn thing. We were never friends. 
Yeah. Oh. Fuck you. Fuck off. Well, I, 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 the, the feeling is mutual. Fuck off. But uh, <laughs> fucking like, I wish I didn't care. I mean, I, I don't care about his judgment as much as I did. I was enthralled to his like taste and, and his opinion of me. And it made, it was such an important thing for me to sell my first like, drawing that i sold at an art gallery yeah. for five hundred dollars was and i didn't do it on purpose i don't draw with a lot of intention uh-huh. a lot of the stuff that i draw just kind of like comes out looking the way i'm feeling yeah. and, I, and it's not representational in my mind it was a portrait of him that i accidentally made okay. and somebody bought it for five hundred dollars and i'm glad i'll never fucking see it again yeah but um, like i'm glad but, but that was really important to me and you know i like you know i I tried to I I would have done anything to keep this guy in my life. Yeah. I would have done anything for him to just like me. But I it's my pathological need to impress people who don't care about me, which yeah. is probably my worst human quality. Oh man. Um but yeah, let's talk about your qualifications and where did you go to college, Stephanie? What did you <laughs> like? <laughs> what kind of what kind of a person are you instead of just an echo chamber? Who are you really? So I'm a psychology major. I have a master's in industrial organizational psychology, and now I'm getting another master's in uh, clinical mental health. Okay. So so would you consider yourself like like somebody with a um you know a little bit of expertise and how yeah. to deal with assholes. <laughs> <laughs> now i can see i mean i can i would think so as i have i enjoy the subject i'm you know try not to be by like yeah. i understand like we talked about last uh podcast so we can totally understand his point of view but then like this whole texting thing it's like oh what's going on there i'd like to analyze that a little bit um. more but you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think I, I I really I just wish we could have there are a hundred times when I wish he could have explained himself and and made himself understood and communicated clearly because he's not dumb. Yeah. And like, but he acts like he's just powerless to 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 fucking return a text message or or like completely incapable How's- of uh, of handling you know any kind of you know he's so ar- it sounds arrogant like, yeah what was he like with other people like was it always like oh. this image that he was portraying to others and then like with you it was different or well, was he consistent yeah you know? i don't think he was really proud to be seen with me i don't think you know, i don't think he was he was really thinking that was like a feather in his cap i, I think Maybe he was attracted to me for a fucking day, but he was in a low moment and he was like yeah. weak and, you know, he just was like, oh, I'll fuck with anything that like uh. feels good. But it felt really good to me and it, it just seemed special to me, but it wasn't to him. And I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry it happened. I'm sorry I met him. I wish I, w- I just can't trust people as easily as I, you know, I, yeah. and I, and I'm not really, I, I hate the gay community i hate gay guys i hate (laughs) the way they just think you're disposable and the way they just like expect you to have no love in your heart and like yeah like it's just like 
Do you think that's just limited to the gay community or like a lot of men, straight men are like that too, where it's just like, uh, I don't know you a goddamn thing, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck off, bitch. I told you I was through with you. I never had any feelings. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Not even that. Just not not even (laughs) bothering to answer or yeah, "Yeah, you're a bitch or. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Your dad raped you, bitch. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, um, why don't you get some help? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I don't want to lash out at somebody who like doesn't deserve even that. Okay. <laughs> but, but um, like, okay, I want to add like I know that you s- said that you didn't feel like you behaved in a way, but c- would there be something like a story to share of? Just a circumstance that you've been in that you could maybe kind of relate to his point of view. Yeah. There was a guy that... I mean, there have been people that have been really into me that I have not been able to uh, return the affection for. Uh-huh. And and they get really annoying when I, when I keep... Uh, when you keep having to say no over and over again. But I was... Through most of my dealings with this guy only asking for emotional support with regard to people that we were mutually friends with and, and just guidance and clarity when it came to how to deal with the people I was involved with. Yeah. He could have easily, easily talked to me, but he just didn't want to because he, I think, you know, I, I doubt he got a sexual pleasure from it, but I don't know what kind of pleasure it was, but maybe it's not a sexual pleasure to fuck with somebody's head and to destroy their self-image and to make them feel like nothing or that they can't trust anyone or that like all of what they thought was real is all fake. I don't know what his, his game was when it came to just like keeping me totally enamored of him and enthralled by his like lovely image and liking my Instagram posts and sending me little funny clips of movies and like, uh, sort of like like just checking in every once in a while and then like i would just try to mostly i just wanted to share jokes with him i just yeah. i just thought he was funny yeah i thought he was a fun person to you know talk to and i feel really lonely and sometimes i like to send like funny images or yeah. cartoons that i see on instagram to somebody who i think would get it yeah and i never wanted it to go that much further than that but I just wanted him to get excited when good things happened to me in my life. Like I, um, you know, made it to the finals of a comedy contest in 2019. And, uh, and then, you know, I, I, I think like by, uh, by like showing up on Instagram photos with the guy that I had dramatically broken up with, um, on the day of the finals, like he just showed up in Houston, you know, all over Instagram feed of the guy that like, uh, you know, that I didn't want it, that I had broken up with mm-hmm. who was still kind of like a, a fuck buddy um, uh-huh. <laughs> of his. Is that confusing? Is that confusing? Yeah. Is this a confusing when you can't name names and you can't really say specifically <laughs> what you're talking about? Is that confusing? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but um uh but you know anyway i just i got the sense that you know he deliberately 
sabotaged my day when I was in the finals for the best comic in Houston contest. And that was probably imagined on my part. And, but, uh, so I've never done anything to just undermine a person's life or, you know, like fuck up things that they cared about. Yeah. Or, you know, and now he's, I don't know what he's saying about me on Facebook. It's probably fucking horrible, but you know, like I, I guess, you know, I, I have to own my part of the the like the, the cycle of abuse and, and my my. I think it was a sadomasochistic kind of uh, yeah. partnership, but and I'm the sa- I I'm the masochist and he's the sadist, and he doesn't want to know that about himself. But you know, it's pretty fucking clear to me. Yeah. But yeah, what? Pers- <laughs> that's your perspective. Of well, it, that's so. only my perspective. I don't know. Yeah. But we not to not one not, one thing you said valid. the last podcast was that we definitely brought out the worst in each other, and yeah. I I've never been worse. Uh, I'm I'm terrible around certain people, and I and I have very I I I don't know if I were him maybe I wouldn't talk to me either, but uh, uh, I I think he deliberately liked hurting me. Yeah, I I think he. I don't know. I don't think he ever really thought of my feelings as legitimate or or anything that like mattered. He yeah, you know, he never once ever just kind of even entertained the idea of what it was like to be me. Yeah. But have I done that to other people? Is what you ask me? Yeah. Not in that maybe extreme, but like just felt ever have some like relationship that you thought man i i was not at the best place i fucked that up um yeah i mean i i've i really i was really i'm pretty inexperienced when it comes to uh like intimacy Uh and uh i've only really felt it with uh with a couple of people Uh um i you know the the shadow man the, the third part man uh, that that I referred to who showed up on uh, <sighs> I hate not being able to explain myself I, or you know I hate not being able to name names or uh-huh. speak openly uh, um yeah you know, I I I've had a few uh, a few experiences of intimacy and what felt most authentic was the 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 couple of days with this that this guy that you know texted me fuck you yeah. today that that felt like but that was just kind of a like a dream the the main intimacy i felt was with greg that i lived with yeah. for 10 years and and losing that was was awful and i was in a bad time it was just uh-huh. after trump was elected it yeah. was like I, I broke up with greg the day that the trump was elected in 2016 Uh, but did you do you feel like you were this guy to someone like someone mm. out there can be like this guy wronged me yeah um and start their podcast and now mm -hmm. talk about how shitty i am (laughs) um you know well there was a guy that i dated after um the man who moved to austin and but we were just kind of it was really fun for a month with that yeah. guy but he 
he just got drunk every single day and and we were laughing and giggling and uh-huh. drinking and blacking out and having threesomes and uh and and, and then <laughs> good times <laughs> it was fun but it after a month we realized i realized like i was still thinking about the guy who moved to austin uh, yeah and he wasn't even i wasn't present with with this and you were and, honest and though. every person that i've been with since uh since the guy who moved to austin probably because of that, how yeah. hard it was to get yeah to to lose the guy i lived with for 10 years yeah but every single person i've i've tried to date i've i've like i've not been fully present because i've had this this guy who moved to austin in my head and like oh, and yeah and and so i've i've probably mistreated people who you know thought that i uh-huh. cared about them but i was caring about some some illusion yeah um yeah i could see that at that point like i've had that situation like you can come up recently like i think i told you like went out on a date and i'm like why i was straight up to begin with i'm like i'm my heart's not in this situation before you like start leading people on and giving them these false expectations it's like say it even though if it's that, that difficult conversation like yeah. express yourself yeah that's that song that song you played for me oh, <laughs> if you can't give me love Susie Quattro Really though, have you listened to that song a lot? Yeah, the last few days I've been listening to <laughs> "If You Can't Give Me Love." If you can't give me love, um, if you can't give me feelings with old-fashioned meanings, meanings and just stay in love with yourself, <laughs> just stay in love with yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I love myself. I I like myself. I'm pretty good company. I'm, yeah. I'm a pretty good guy. Yeah. I don't know if I really treat myself like I love myself or, you know, what does it mean to really love yourself? Do you ever ask yourself that? Uh, yeah. I feel it's one of those things where I f- sometimes I feel extremely guilt and it drives me down in a worse spiral because I'm like, I'm not acting in the way that I know would, like, show that i'm caring about myself like i revert to past behaviors but i think it's just a matter of accepting the process and allowing like not being so hard on myself giving myself grace but yes i'm like i don't feel like i am all the time and Mm. it's just i'm working towards it i'm working very hard towards it yeah i mean is it important to love yourself or just to love other i think Loving other people is more important than loving yourself. I've, is that a bad philosophy? I don't know. Like, I think I've hated myself, like, most of my life that I want to. And now I don't feel that way. And I feel like the more I love myself, the more I'm able to actually give people authentic love. So I think it is necessary. And it's not in, a, like, a narcissistic way where it's, like, the... You know, I think whenever you've been so in such a low, dark place, like, and, like, hating yourself or, like, wanting to die and all of that stuff, like, whenever you feel up, it doesn't give you that arrogance. It's just like, yeah, I want to, I want to be heard. I want to be seen. I want to be, but I still want to give that, I still want that for other people, too. Yeah. I feel like 
me loving myself sometimes depends on how well I did on stage or, you know, whether I, whether I got asked to be on a festival or not, yeah. or, or, or if I have, uh, you know, respect in the comedy community or, or if you know, it's, it, it's so intimately and, um, perniciously tied to status and, and what other people think of me. And I can't just care about myself because, because I'm great. Yeah. I, I have to keep proving it. I have to sell art. I have yeah. to, you know, make beautiful images that get thousands are, of likes. Are you willing to sacrifice yourself, who you feel you truly are, to in order to be accepted in that? Well, yeah. Yeah, as a consequence. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's what comedy is. <laughs> so... That's interesting. Uh, That's uh, just a different perspective. Yeah. It's a slow process of completely, uh, you know, sh- shaving down all of the uh, unpleasant aspects of your personality, so it's presentable on stage to and making a whole room full of people feel comfortable and yeah. like they're intimately engaged in in your thought process, and they they all care about it as much as you do. It's yeah. like, like the uh, I, I think stand up comedy does require empathy it's it's a real individual pursuit and you're on stage alone and you're talking about yourself but in order for people to like it you have to relate to them and that requires empathy and that's a yeah that's a good point but uh but sometimes i have not had enough empathy when i'm on stage and i'm not reading the room and maybe that was my problem with sending too many text messages, too many, like, please, I'm scared, help me. Uh-huh. I'm so alone in this world. I need you to talk to me. You said you loved me. You said you liked me. What What happened? Why, why did you disappear? I thought we trauma bonded. Why did you abandon me? What's going on? I th- you can help me. You're the only one who can help me. Oh, God damn it, Phil yeah. Hartman. <laughs> Why, why, I wish I'd never met you. Uh, why, I mean, yeah. Like, he wishes he never met me, definitely. I had I had that situation after my ex that passed away. I met, I was dating this the, that other one that was completely shitty, but I met some other guy and he showed me some, like, hair and concern, concern at first, but then I guess he realized how dark I was the life that I was living at that time and he just like removed himself completely and it like created so much pain because I was like it's like trying to reach out because this is like the only kind of normal person that was I was like isolated with you know the two people that had been hanging out with and in a dark place and this like hero type you know dude would like appeared and I was like um, just hoping that that would create something, but I know that, um, him seeing me in such a dark place created like this because he had de- dealt with his own like addiction. So, so it just put him off completely. And I don't think it was like he meant to give me all this attention at first. And then all of a sudden when he thought, I felt like that though, as, as soon as he knew that I kind of cared. He 
he just like removed himself but it was also because i was i was toxic so yeah i've I'm for been, him yeah. i think that maybe that was just too much i'm like help me you know like all this and like a lot of people just could not do that yeah. and one, not- one of my least favorite uh ways of connecting with someone is is them going like uh i'm gonna kill myself please yeah. help me i'm gonna kill myself and i'm like i right, god damn it you know what everybody says they're gonna kill themselves yeah <laughs> like, but yeah that's a that's not a fair way to reach out to somebody you, yeah i there's I, a suicide hotline for that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i did that <laughs> I was, no, I no, was at, at the, not funny, but the height of the yeah. pandemic or, you know, like the quarantine and yeah. the, like isolation and the feeling trapped and the, like, uh, and not knowing what the future was going to be and whether there was going to be a future. Cause I didn't know if I was going to have a job to go back yeah. to or, or if I'd ever be able to make enough money to feed my cat. I was, um, really really considering suicide yeah. every day wanted to do wow. it and and i went to the hardware store and i bought a length of rope and i went on youtube and i learned how to make a noose and then i thought of where i would hang it and and Wait, I, and I... how was this youtube advertised <laughs> in case you want to commit suicide we got you <laughs> But I was making a noose in my apartment, and Mrs. Kisses just starts like, "Meow, don't do it!" Like she was really like, she knew what I was doing. Oh I, my god! Isn't it crazy? Yeah. That, I think a cat knows when you want to kill yourself. Yeah. Cats are smarter than you think. They know what's going on. Yeah, no. <laughs> they have, they have like a sixth sense or whatever. Yeah, it was really or... funny the way she was like, "You're not gonna do it." Wow. Don't you dare! Wow. <laughs> So what got like what stopped that? I don't know. Just uh, but, but Mrs. it's very Kisses? hard. It's very well, kind of Mrs. Kisses, but also it's just hard to. I wrote a note and everything too. I wrote a whole suicide note of what what to do oh, with yeah. my drawings, what to do with my stuff, how yeah. who's gonna get what, and um, yeah. So when I was in that state, I was I was sending messages to this shitty guy who didn't care. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe he's not a shitty guy, but, like, God damn it, did he not care? <laughs> um, damn. But, you know, you can't expect everybody to care. I can't expect yeah. people to listen to this podcast and like it. Yeah. I don't know. I hope they do. But do, do you, would you like this podcast if you were listening to it? You're yeah. just a total stranger. Do you think this is good? I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, like, some of the stories on there, it's just, like, I mean, you're learning, you're allowing people to just be vulnerable and express themselves, but also add like that. I mean, because comedy makes it a lot better, you know, and mm-hmm. you're able to laugh at those dark, shitty moments. Like, it just allows for a different release, you know? I'm trying to feel like I'm providing something that people who wouldn't know me uh, would, would think was meaningful or helpful or, you know, just feeling like you're not isolated like like the the things you're going through or or yeah you know uh felt deeply by someone else that's a good feeling even if it's you know kind of really awfully self-indulgent to talk about a um 
shitty, terrible hookup from 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you're right. There are situations that, I mean, I think that's why music is uh, so powerful too, because you're like music, they're creating a story or like something that relates to people. And I think in this situation is just a way that different people could relate not not everyone will relate to every episode but yeah i've never i've never so much felt like i had enemies in the world as uh as now really yeah i really feel like i have a like a life lifelong enemy a person who just would do uh would would love to hurt me Mm. and um and maybe i hurt him but I, I wish we could have just talked and settled it like adults on the phone or in person. Yeah. So a hundred times over. I wish we could have. I wish I could have talked to him about, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean think <laughs> I think with time that. I mean, it's still kind of recent that you're expressing your side and like he's obviously going to have his type of type of emotions, but. I don't think it has to be like this. I mean, and it might not be that you'll ever talk again, but it doesn't have to be like this hate or like enemies mm. or, I mean, not on on either side, you know? It was just a situation that happened. You both have perspectives. Maybe one day he'll be able to do yeah. the podcast and yeah. talk about his perspective. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know he really doesn't care about my career or as an artist or comedian or podcaster i don't think he would ever really entertain the idea of he he doesn't acknowledge me as a like a a full-fledged individual with you know like a fully formed human brain he's (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm doing some podcasting (laughs) yeah like but the minute he was done with me, he started talking to me like I was an idiot. And uh, but I liked talking to him when when he was open and honest and respectful. But you know that stopped as soon as he got what he wanted from me. And I don't know, what, like sex. That one few times, I can't believe anybody would want sex with me, honestly. But uh, uh, to his shame, I guess he did. And uh, <laughs> not to shame. That's fucked know. up. See, guilt is what you feel after you've done something. Shame is what you feel when you um, consider who you are. Yeah. You feel shame for who you are, guilt for what you've done. I I don't think he feels uh, shame. shame enough to feel guilt. Okay. And he doesn't. He likes doing this to people, and he thinks it's you know. Okay. What his I I, I think I I doubt I'm the only one. When it comes yeah. to this guy, I doubt I'm I'm the person that hurt the most over him. I'm, you know, like there's there's no way he doesn't do this to people all the time. And I I wish like I I don't know. But but you know what? When people fuck with me, I fight back. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a war veteran, fucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm brave, but you know who cares? <laughs> I don't know. When it comes to love and God, I I watched a. Can I compare this? Because uh, I think the theme is like I was to compare whatever the experience is yeah. to a movie. Yeah. 
I watched an old movie uh, from 1953, a Japanese movie called Gate of Hell. Uh-huh. And um, there's this warrior in uh, 1150s um, Japan who, you know, uh, his, he's, he's a samurai who fights for the uh, whatever the leaders are at the time. Yeah. And there's this Heiji rebellion that is uh, um, led and fomented by this samurai guy's own brother. Uh-huh. And he, you know, saves a woman who's mm-hmm. pretending to be the the queen or something. I, you know, the specifics of the whole fucking plot yeah. are a little confusing. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's like he saves this lady who's masquerading as the queen. Yeah. And, and um, his brother was trying to kill this lady, but he, but he, like, you know, turns on his own brother and the people who were the conspirators of this, uh, you know, re- rebellion. And uh, the rebellion is squashed like within a month due to his heroism and help, and and so then the like uh, I don't know the, the 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 leader of the time I don't even know what to call him because I'm stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> like is like, uh, like I'll give you anything you want, and he says like I want this woman that I'm in love with, the uh-huh. woman whose life he saved. Yeah. I want I want her, and then he doesn't know this woman's already married. Oh okay. And uh, and then the the guy's like, uh, you can have anything else, but not this woman. And he's like, you said I could have anything, and I love her. I want that woman. I want that woman. <laughs> I want that woman. Give me the woman. I want. I want. I want only her. She's the only one that I love. I I feel everything. And so he does everything he can to prove himself worthy of her love. Like he beats her husband in this horse race or something. Uh-huh. And then they're supposed to uh, have this ritual after the horse race of like you know uh, forgetting the winner is the name of the ritual and and then you know like uh, they're all supposed to like you know you know at the end of a baseball game in little league we all shake hands it's yeah. supposed to be like that but but he like uh, tries to start a duel after that <laughs> and, and and to get to get the woman he loves yeah. you know who to to betray her own husband and she doesn't want to do that and uh, she she doesn't love this guy. And yeah. she loves her husband. She doesn't love this guy. Yeah. The guy can't understand that. He's blinded by this stupid love. And I think I was the guy blinded by a stupid love who thought that, like, oh, I painted a picture of you, so you have to love me. Or I, yeah. you know, like, I, 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 I really suffered for you, so you have to love me. And in that way, I became the abusive guy in the triangle. And I will say that is my part. Yeah. That is That is me going, like, do you not think I'm worthy of love? Do you not think I matter? Am I not an important man? Are you trying to destroy me? I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> you know, fucking like there's I wish I I wish I weren't like kind of like stuck thinking about somebody who you know, do you go back I had no right to think of. Well, I mean, you had the right to feel how you felt um but do you feel that those like in that moment, would you go back and forth between like, oh, I hate you and oh, I love you? Yeah, I was like, I was just like, why oh, can't like you? Love- why can't you free me from loving you? That's the thing that was like, it's like, do you want me to just like be someone that will always love you that you never have to do anything for? Yeah. Do you want to keep yeah. me like hanging on a hook like, no by my whatsoever. back 
just just kind of writhing in pain with unrequited love or can you just he would do, do you, with that or was this like what you were experiencing or and he would give you little hints here and there like oh like hook up mm. here and there or like something that would show like, oh he would or... just he, he dropped in at the restaurant where i worked like when he was visiting and and like and and like like he was the only customer in the restaurant uh-huh. and he sat there for like four hours and that was the last time i saw him in person was okay. he just like showed up and was like oh, i just wanted to i wanted to check in and see you uh-huh. while you're at work at this humiliating job where you know we can't really talk because you know like yeah. but uh you know i just wanted you to know that and then in this message he was saying like you know i had planned on moving away and then just kind of months later kind of cultivating a friendship with you and like yeah he he texted me that that was his whole plan yeah. was to keep me like you know on tenterhooks as they say yeah, whenever he's in town. <laughs> and, and like whenever you look at me i want you to just like you know despair like 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 just god walked in the room and uh yeah. and i want you to never forget me and i want you to always like everything i post and i want you to but this want, is your perspective yeah. of him right well that's just what he texted me no, he didn't say. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, but he didn't say that. I just wanted you to. Oh yeah, I read between the lines. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, what what if the lines were saying yeah. something different? Yeah, yeah. What if what if he didn't say any of that at all? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm stubborn. <laughs> oh, he hurt me. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing more pathetic than thinking you were hurt when you really weren't. But. No, I mean. If you were hurt, that's valid. It's just a matter of like I think that <laughs> the problem was a lack of communication on what he was looking for. If it was just like, hey, we had a good time, but I'm not interested in. I any- can't get involved. Yeah, I can't, yeah. It would have been like okay, instead of like sending mixed signals that would allow yeah. for you to be like, oh. Like maybe one day, um, you know, things will change yeah. or this or that. It he was would, just like he would send me messages out of the blue, like forward. thinking like you know he's he's in a dark place, and I'm like, no, don't be. You're perfect. Don't ever, don't ever call yourself ugly. You're the most yeah. perfect, beautiful person I've ever met. I think yeah. I think you're the best person I've ever known. I wish I wish you were here right now. I I I can't stand not seeing you. He said that. I said that to him, oh, okay. and then he'd be like, oh, and then nothing. Oh. <laughs> but, but like after going like yeah he would reach out when his moments of weakness and then i would be all gushy and then he'd be all like gone uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah well i just i hope uh yeah i i i, I really don't want to treat anyone like that I, and i don't want to be treated like that yeah. i don't want to feel like like my suffering doesn't matter and my love is worthless and oh yeah like, that's so awful when you're doing yeah. this kindness and just like trying to help and just trying to connect and like not feel alone yeah not feel alone and genuinely concerned it's out of and it's not out of control you just want because you value a person you value the connection and then they're unwilling to even in like accept that it's like what's what the fuck is wrong with you that you can't accept someone's kindness and concern yeah in, in that way whenever you've mm. given like 
Yeah. I, when, especially well, the other day, forward. okay, you were saying, like, have I ever done that before? The other day, yeah. my friend Judea Driscoll uh, wrote a comment on my uh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, whatever status I shared. Yeah. And I thought it was the like. Hot, yeah. Uh, so, the so gas station hot dog love. <laughs> something about how my love is better than a gas station my love is better than a gas station hot dog even better than that but <laughs> i'm not a gas station hot dog on a rack <laughs> but uh you don't have to just touch me when you're drunk um <laughs> and then spit me out when you don't like it <laughs> but um <laughs> but i don't know i don't like she commented something about how like you know, I'm such a beautiful, gentle, like, uh, kind, caring person, yeah. genuine, and all this shit. And I laugh, reacted, and then she deleted her post, and I felt really bad. Because oh. <laughs> I'm not genuine. I'm shitty. <laughs> I'm I'm always full of shit. I've always I'm always smirky and snide. He's right about that. Yeah, I'm I've always got this like distance from real emotion yeah, that I'm sharing like it's real emotion, but it's not. You don't uh. think? Why is it? Because it's not constant. I, think I don't know. Because if it's so easy for me to share it, it's not real. There's. If it's so easy for you to share emotions, then... I, if you're such an exhibitionist, then you're not really sharing anything that you think is important. I think that's why people get upset about somebody doing comedy and telling all their stories about their family and stuff. Is like, you should you should have limits. You shouldn't be telling. You're 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 saying our story. That's not for you to tell. This is like this is more than just you, you selfish dick. Like, yeah. I, I see that as. <laughs> That's interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Um, and that was that was maybe one of the reasons why I didn't want to do stand up comedy until I was fully established in a state a thousand miles away from where I grew up, where yeah. I could just say whatever I wanted on stage and nobody would really hear it or it wouldn't get back to my mom or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I just. Hmm. Well. (laughs) It's an imponderable. (laughs) (laughs) I've never thought about it in that way. So. Oh, well. I, I think everybody is convinced they're a good person. Every. Most. Everybody. Uh, but, but, uh, but I don't, I don't know if anyone's a good person. <laughs> I think we're all just following instincts and there's nothing good or bad about it. Well, I could agree with that. Like we ha we're in a type of dualistic thinking where it's like everything's good or bad and in reality it just is. But do I feel that people can't lean more to one side than the other yeah but i mean even though most evil people have they're not all evil that's just my belief and all not all good people are completely good all the time that's why we're human yeah when do you start taking pleasure and joy in the suffering of others and uh and just actively murdering like in uh nazi germany or something where where you're just like Oh, look at those cockroaches die. Look yeah. at those human cockroaches die. Like the Tootsies and the Hutus and yeah. Rwanda. You're like, just kill them all. Kill their children. 
Yeah, yeah. like they're not even human. Fuck them. I, I want them all to die. How does that really get into your head? And I think, I think my battle with this guy has some kind of, you know, I don't know. There, there is some connection to that. Like, there is some, like, dehumanizing another because you can't bear the burden of having to live with the disrespect of, you know, of what, of what you've done to them or yeah. what I've, you know, what I didn't feel back or, or, or just like, like saying they deserved it. I, I think your worst behavior is after you've already hurt someone. You're, you're, you're never meaner to the person you've already been cruel to because then you feel like, you know, you're doing something justified by being more cruel. What do you mean? What do you like, mean? Like, uh, you're fighting against the, the weakness of, of like, uh, like, like the cruelty has a self justification yeah. to it. And I don't know, but like, I'm defining this person mm-hmm. as cruel right now. Yeah. I'm, te- I'm telling myself that this other person yeah. is cruel because that makes me a good person. Yeah. So I can do whatever I want cruelly describe him as shitty as i can to the public because like because i'm justified because of what he did to me you know how do i stop that i i think that it's about seeing the human part of him it's not about not telling your side of the story this is how you felt and that's not necessarily um, saying it's fact because this is just your perspective. Like he could have had a completely, he has all these types of emotions that we don't know. So I think it's just seeing the human in him. You sent me a a message the other day, like a meme or something about the, about how tough it is to forgive somebody who doesn't care. Yeah. Who isn't sorry. Yeah. Who isn't sorry. Doesn't care. Uh, that's the hardest person to forgive and i haven't done it i'm not i i haven't forgiven him i can't i don't know i i wish i i want to but i don't uh, i don't know so we're maybe, we're out of time okay <laughs> maybe know. wanting is the first step yeah i would like to maybe someday and i probably will uh i just want to forget him now i just want to never talk about him again uh, that'd be cool to have him on the podcast no it wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, jerry springer podcast <laughs> jenny jones podcast we, yeah somebody gets killed <laughs> okay all right well thanks thanks again i hope this was a good one i don't know we'll see i think it was pretty good uh, rate it on a, on a scale of snide to shitty snide shitty snidey okay that's a six <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie. (laughs)